Welcome to Roll with Adventure, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast that transports you through the power of imagination from our world to the far off world of Ibris, a land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters, miracles, and, of course, magic. We're delighted to bring this adventure from our imagination to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us and this podcast, or preferably both, please visit us at RollWithAdventure.com. And now, let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Roll With Adventure's campaign of Shadows and Bliss. My name is Cass, and I am the Dungeon Master for this ragtag band of heroes. Today, our journey into this tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets, and magic across the world of Ibris continues. This episode continues on the morning of Skaloom, the second of Lyonnais, in the year 1083 PR, within the Darkling Forest, where our heroes have taken a long rest in a camp they constructed in the middle of a small thicket outside the clearing the st- containing the stump from their map. Now, before we dive right in, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introduction, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember, here, we roll with adventure. So, how dexterous or not have each of you been this past week? Oh, I wasn't supposed to roll yet. I was supposed to tell you how dexterous I was. Wow, I am on a roll tonight. (laughs) Watch out, everybody. I'm going to solve that puzzle so quickly. I actually do have something dexterous prepared to say this week. This morning, I woke up early and don't anybody tell my husband this happened. But he was snuggled on my shoulder and I was looking at my phone and I dropped it on his face. (laughs) (laughs) and he didn't wake up we will never tell him he will never know excellent secret is safe with us so glad he doesn't even listen to this podcast um it's not a very supportive husband (laughs) (laughs) um yeah what's that guy's name i'm gonna give him a piece of maybe he listens in secret Ooh, oh i hope not and then he's gonna find out this horrible thing that i did this morning that i didn't tell him about um so i think i'm gonna take a minus two because if you can't even hold on to your phone what even are you doing i think the fact he didn't wake up is worth some positive points (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll take a minus one i like to think he's listening to this now and going oh that explains the sore spot on the side of my head (laughs) (laughs) i have a strange bruise i wondered where it came from (laughs) so um I i was really excited to come up with something like positive this week because I've, I've had a string of negatives in my role. No such luck. Uh, last night I decided to actually clean up my room. Uh, it's got a little bit of clutter on the floor. It's getting a bit messy and I couldn't find the notebook that I needed for today's session. So I get it all cleaned up, all spick and span, vacuumed, and then on the way to the kitchen I managed to trip over the single thing that I had in my otherwise perfectly clean uh, room. Um, nearly went flat on my face. So... <laughs> uh, easy, easy negative there. But how much negative? Oh, um, I, I didn't actually tumble over, so I'm just going to go with negative one. Mm, sounds right. I think I'm going to take just a neutral this week. Nothing particularly 
uh, entertaining has happened. However, uh, not entirely related to my dexterity, but one of the two-year-olds I take care of has decided uh, that she's going to start taking soccer falls. Uh, so she will just sit down on the ground and yell ow and start crying. And I see through them completely. <laughs> so I feel like that should be like some mental dexterity. Wisdom. Yeah. My wisdom is super high because I'm not fooled by her very, very effective sitting down on the ground, yelling ow and pretending to cry. Does she want hugs? She just wants me to not be paying attention to any child that isn't her. Oh. Uh, but unfortunately, I have four children that I watch. Mm -hmm. uh, and so sometimes I'm watching not her. <laughs> it's cute, though. I was going to take a, a bonus because I managed to take a nap during a meeting on video today and no one noticed. And I thought that was like sneaky dexterity. And then as I was getting up from dinner, I tripped on a leg of the table. So I'm just going to take a neutral zero. Well, let's see what you guys roll. Because I am a goof who already rolled, I have an 11. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know who's going last. I mean, I rolled a three. I rolled an 18. My name is David, and I am playing uh, Jovan Savvy J. Cooperson who is a human scholar, level four human scholar. And for my fun fact, uh, one year before the current events that we're going through, he made a vow to himself to go collect a set of bodies that he had yet to locate. Uh, and he'd all but forgotten about that vow, vow until he saw Seth get eaten by the terrible forest monster. So it's all rattling around in his head. That's so mysterious and maybe creepy. It's all for good cause. Okay. So it's a noble thing. My name's Allie, and I'm playing Quarry Anakalathi Bostukbase, a Goliath Paladin, level four. Quarry has many tattoos all over their body, but one of their tattoos brands them as an exile. It's not a brand? No. Is it the tattoo that's a brand? <laughs> <laughs> no. Labels, labels them an exile? Personally, I'm glad. I wouldn't want a no-name paladin. <laughs> You gotta know that that paladin's from your ranch, or you know you're not. You can't be sure of its pedigree. It's a no good paladin that you don't want in your herd. I am Brian. I'm at Mind Over Brian on Twitter and on Twitch. Although on Twitch I spell it with a zero. Uh, and I am playing Melian Barebone, a changeling barbarian who currently appears to be a bearded half-elven young man with a scar that runs across his cheek from his upper lip and curving around to make his right ear. Red hair, blue eyes. I, I only say these things because they're important. Because later, I'll have to look like something else. Otherwise, why am I a changeling? Um, but the thing I was going to mention is that the shape that uh, Malian has at the moment is special to him because uh, it's one of the few men that Malian left, met Sorry, after he left his home that he uh, respected. I'm Sasha, and I play Faileth the half-elven bard who was raised by and can speak to ghosts. Uh, my fun fact about Faileth this week is a, more about her one-time squirrel companion, Chris. Uh, Chris the undead squirrel was a wonderful pet, uh, but he had a rivalry going with an undead raven uh, whom she dubbed Lord Beaky. 
and they would constantly fight over acorns. The problem being, of course, that they were both ghosts and neither of them could actually interact with or touch said acorns. Uh, so Faileth would often get in between them and award the acorns to whoever seemed to want them the most. Oh, Faileth. Brian, are we going to come across your double and have to worry that one of you is an evil twin trying to kill us? Nope, that guy's dead. Oh, okay. To be fair, that doesn't that isn't a strict no, considering <laughs> the tone of the campaign. <laughs> True. More likely, you might stumble across people that recognize him as not Melian. But uh, now that everyone's introduced themselves, let's get this adventure rolling. And remember, here we roll with adventure. Deep in the darkling forest, near the clearing containing the stump carved like a clock, our heroes made camp, sheltered from the wind and surrounded by the protection of nature's bounty. You have rested. The night passes seemingly uneventfully, each of you collapsing into a deep sleep. Dreamless for many of you, but for one, for Faileth, her night is plagued by a singular dream of imageless, disjointed voices amidst a storm of swirling dust. Around you spins particles illuminated only by the faintest gray light. Like that of a flickering flame, but drained of all color. It spins around you, swirling, eddying, flashing, biting. Particles, grains. Is it sand? No, it is too fine to be sand. As you reach out your hand to grasp it, to hold what spins and bites around you, you hear his voice, a voice that resonates within your very being. Dust. It is a part of Earth. Earth, from which all things have been taken. It is the darkness of Earth. No one will take her from me! A female voice screams into the darkness. Dust. It is the base form into which all things disintegrate. All are dust. All shall be dust. The child is mine! She screams into the darkness. You will not take her from me! She screams into the darkness. Dust. Dust is humiliation. To be left in the dust is humiliation. Capture her! A masculine voice screams into the darkness. Dust. 
It sits undisturbed in the tombs of the ages and dances in the air of the world. All who have breath have breathed in. Dust is a part of them. You won't get away with this! The masculine voice screams into the darkness. Dust encodes all. It clings to all. It is the true surface. I will hunt you across all of existence. A woman's voice, different from the other, screams into the darkness. Dust. Dust is coming. The desolation brought only by dust. Awaken, my child. Your mother's shadowy form hangs in the air above you as you open your eyes, the stars in the sky shining brightly around her silhouetted form, her face an expressionless mask as always. But as you lock eyes with her, pain spreads between your ribs like that of a knife slipping between them, and your mother vanishes. You blink, gasping awake. The sun has risen. The birds, you hear them. And Melian, his face looming above you, leans over you, shaking you awake. Melian, you woke her up after you realized Faileth was shaking and muttering to herself. It is approximately mid-morning. What do all of you do? Why uh, is it so bright out? Just a quick mechanics question. Did we long rest? Yes. Thank goodness. Fail of it is morning. Were you having a bad dream? Um. I suppose I was. It's strange. I, I didn't usually sleep this late. I didn't usually sleep after the sun comes up. Well, it was a particularly stressful night. I suppose. Is... Is it... Is it dusty? Out here? That is a very odd question. I have not considered the forest dusty. No. Why do you ask? I think that's important. Uh, Paladin. Yes. Come, speak with Faileth. <laughs> Corey looks uh, a little bit perplexed, but comes on over and says, Is everything alright, Faileth? Yeah, uh, I guess I just slept late. Do you feel alright? I think so. Does uh, well, not hurt anymore. Maybe it was just your injuries, you know, um, making you more tired than you would normally be. Maybe. I suppose so. You seem a little... distant. I had a weird dream. Tell hmm. the paladin about the dust, Phelan. 
the dust. Yeah. I think dust is important, but something about desolations and dust and maybe my mum. Hmm. But I don't remember. I, I didn't. It didn't make sense. I don't know. Maybe I suppose it was just a dream. Well, we've certainly in- encountered swamps, but I don't know about dust. I think the only dust that we have is the dust that we took off the bandits, the powder that was given to them by the druid with the blue eyes. I don't think it's that kind of... Would it help you to ask your mother, Faileth? She just left. Cory looks at the skull and says, she's not with us? Uh, I look around, but I'm pretty sure she faded, right? The last you saw of your mother was that moment when it was still looked like it was nighttime, and then she was gone uh, when you felt that pain. She was here when it was still dark, and then something hurt me, and I woke up and it was bright like it is now. I don't usually sleep after the sun comes up. I don't usually sleep until the sun comes up. That's when things try to eat you, isn't that? Still time between the dead of night and the new morning, that's when the creatures come out or when the frostbite takes your toes or your fingers. So I usually wake up before then. So I didn't know why I didn't today. Million mm. will turn to Corey in a low voice. What do you think about this? I, I don't know Faileth well enough. Is she given to having strange dreams that affect her like this? I have known the child for a year and I have yet to see her as affected by anything. Hmm. This is a very strange place. We've uh, encountered mysterious fog, been separated, uh, had our tracks lead us astray. I wonder if it's possible for the forest to give visions or nightmares, whether they mean something or not, I don't know. Nor do I. Do you think it is safe to continue? I don't know that we have much choice. I... I don't see what we could do, and Faileth doesn't seem to be in any, in any immediate danger. Perhaps if we just keep an eye on her, she doesn't seem... Should we run into a spot of trouble, I don't know if she's going to be swift enough to react. I think we should keep her close. Uh, Melian puts his hand on Quarry's shoulder and says, I appreciate your wisdom, Paladin. You are, you are correct. We will keep an eye on Faileth together. Excellent. I, I, this is a great plan. And uh, until we figure out what the stump has to tell us, I don't think we'll be going anywhere anyway. Have uh, you given it much thought? The scholar will solve it. I hope so. 
That's a dangerous amount of confidence. <laughs> Alvin, <laughs> however, hasn't a clue about the clues and is prepared to be stumped by the stump. Although I have been giving it a little bit of thought, and I have some thoughts. It's like a combination. Mmm. Oh, you think the stump's interactive? I mean, we should try it and see. That's a good idea. I was thinking that it might serve as a compass. If we know, because the, the first line tells us, I think, where to begin. I have no idea. We should do, like, maybe a history check to find out about kings that have been betrayed. But then march under the beat of the storm song. Maybe there's some kind of popular song that we would know about about storms that would tell us how many steps to take. Specifically, the reason why I was, I was searching so hard for my notebook was because I swear I wrote it down. When we first got uh, this note, we mm -hmm. did make a check and Cass gave us a bunch of information. Ooh, that's true. Um, Let me look at my notes. <laughs> To be fair, Melian didn't make that check, and Melian knows none of those things. <laughs> so, Melian may. Um, everything that the scholar, like, that Jovan knows is all from book knowledge from uh, through Seoul and through the, the city, so he's not particularly well-traveled. Um, not, not worldly-wise. So the two-face reference is associated with the gods. The two-faced god is another name for the Green King. And the Green King represents kindness and growth in spring, but horrible wrath in winter. The Storm Song is a festival dedicated to the Storm King. I can't read my writing. It says Haddon, Hadar, Hooter. Hadoom. Hadoom. Yeah, okay. I'm <laughs> Just this gentle chiding voice from the shadows. <laughs> you definitely got that super wrong. Um, and then the High King's misplaced trust is a reference to the High King's ex-wife, Liana. Uh, if the High King has an ex-wife, then that's probably the High King's misplaced trust. That sounds right. It's all references to the gods. Alright, so... We have to start with the ex-wife, with Liana. What do we know about Liana? Are you guys doing all of this in camp? Or are you going to walk out to the stump? Uh, oh, we should... I presumed we camped around the stump, so... Oh, no, uh, no, we you, were slightly you camped off the in a thicket. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, 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 I remember the this edge now. of the stump clearing. We should go look at the stump. Yeah, yeah. Melian can poke it to see if it's interactive while we discuss words. Okay, so you guys head out of your small, little, uh, protected, and shielded thing. I have a bad feeling about the way you're describing this. <laughs> Crawling out, uh, <laughs> and the clearing is clear. Uh, you don't see any uh, anything that looks amiss. None of the trees have been knocked over. You don't see large scratches on them. Neither do they look sickly, like in the other portion of the forest that you were. Uh, you do note that the grass in this clearing is growing very lushly and thick, despite it being early Leonay, which is a pretty late into autumn. Hmm. As you approach the center of this clearing, there is a large stump 
that sits there. Probably about five feet across. And about four feet high. Cut into the uh, face of the stump are symbols for the numbers 1 through 12, laying out like the face of a clock. Okay. Is there anything in the center, like, where you might put a hand for the clock? There is only the carvings in the stump. Okay. How much have we stomped around this area? Is it possible to see, um tracks or where others may have gone uh, would you like to give me some rolls for sure um, I'm actually going to ask Melian for help here It's uh, uh, Melian um, before we start trying to puzzle this out perhaps we can find ourselves a hint if there's a, a place where some of the bandits may have stood for extended amounts of time or perhaps a path more treaded would you be able to help me look indeed we should be very cautious in trusting anything that we find. The tracks that I followed to lead us here should not have led us into the swamp. Mm. Odd. Not that it's not worth checking, just that we should not place too much trust in it. Right. It's a hint perhaps for a clue, but not the answer. Indeed. You guys give me knowledge. Uh, can you give me survival, investigation, or knowledge nature? Uh, and okay. please tell me which one you pick. When Sixteen survival. Okay. I will be using investigation. Um, Sixteen investigation. So as you look around this clearing, you note that there are no paths leading from it. The place that you would have expected as you pushed your way into this clearing the previous evening, in the middle of the night, that likely you would have broken some branches or damaged some of the foliage. None. There is no sign of your entry. And as you tra traipse around, there's one point, Yovan, where you see Melian's boot sort of catch on the side of a bit of a moss, ripping it up. And before your very eyes, the moss knits itself back together. Yovan pauses as soon as he sees that, and he uh, gestures over to his three companions. Hmm. Uh, perhaps we'll hitch in our plan. And he scuffs away the moss, presumably to see if it stitches us back up again as well. It stitches itself back together and puffs up. Hmm. <laughs> Identical grunts. That is disturbing, and I do not like it here, friend Yoba. I am, uh, I share the sentiment. Alright, well, no such luck there. Back to the paper, then. Investigating the stump itself. I don't know if this matters. Can I tell what kind of tree it is, or it was? Or how long it's been since it was cut down? Uh, sure. Give me a... 
knowledge nature check, but for the cutting it down, you can give me... You can use your proficiency with your carpenter's tools, if you'd like. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, should that be two separate rolls, or one roll and then... Give me two separate rolls. Okay. For the type of the tree... Ooh! 19. For the one that was cut down... Ah. Uh, after modifier, 9. So, looking at the tree, you note that it... Oh, you're looking at the stump of the tree. You note that it does not look like it is the same tr- kind of tree as any of the others in this clearing. You... The bark of the tree, of the stump, is a reddish-brown bark that has an almost fibrous feel. And as you strip a part of it away, it comes away really easily. But when you look back up, it seems to have already healed itself. Well, we could have saved ourselves some time going out for firewood. The type of tree is a blood pine. Ah, do I know anything about blood pines? So you know that they can easily grow up to be about 300 feet, and the larger ones uh, can grow to even a diameter of 30 feet. They're generally used for building large structures. Uh, You know that there is an entire city uh, that is rumored to have been built uh, in the Elven Kingdom of... Give me one moment while I open this document that I didn't think I'd need to open for today's session. <laughs> do, 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 do. If I can find where I put it. <laughs> oh no, this is fantastic. This gives me the ability to be like, plug world building things that may never come up or be really important later. One last thing, uh, just as a thing, not to sidetrack you. Are Roman numerals a thing in this world? Yes. Uh, one, like a... D- assume that everything is in Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah. There are you no Arabic heard... numerals. Ah. Well, at least everything in Aventai. Assume that the numeral system is a carryover from... Perhaps past empires or magi- or mag- magiocracies hmm so depending on how into wordplay these bandits are it could be as simple as start with the start with the king's misplaced trust which is his x x could be 10 mm-hmm. that Ooh. seems too easy but I'm also have a penchant for overthinking things so maybe it's just right what well Before you guys continue on this, uh, you do know, you've heard rumors that there is an entire city in the elven kingdom of Ulsaram, which is between Westmark and Eltharad on the eastern coast, that apparently a city is built out of tree, out of the blood pines that have been sung into various shapes coax to grow together. Oh. Oh, that's neat. That's cool. I want to go there. 
time for vacations. <laughs> so, unless we can think of any other uh, clever interpretations for the High King's misplaced trust. What's the next bit? March to the beat of the storm song. You'd mentioned that was a, a festival. Yes, perhaps um, the day or the month number of the festival is significant. It could be, it could be. Or if there is a, a dance associated with it, it might be the number of steps to the dance. If each of these verses corresponds to a number on the stump, what do you think we do with them, those numbers? This is entirely a guess, but I would assume that we rotate around the clock by the increment of each number that we find, and then whatever number that we end on will be pointing in the direction that we need to go. Uh, does does this rotate? No, but we can... It points out from the clearing, each number points out. Uh, he, he'd direct to the, whichever number is pointing north. If it was, say, this one, he would head away from the center of the stump, out into the woods in the direction that it indicates. Uh, to the north, in this case. Or perhaps it's something entirely different. Um, I just believe due to the the tree that we found earlier, covered in, in candles, hmm. it operated on a similar principle. It, it provided a shadow pointing elsewhere. So are you thinking that the most important verse is the final verse that will tell us in which direction we should head? It could be. Another possibility... Between the final two points. Right. For the two pillars we are going to are, we surmise, Two-Faced's Wrath, no? Yes. Um, that is also possible. I wonder if the the first clue tells us where to start. The fact that the second one says march to the song makes me wonder if it tells us to to walk a certain amount. Perhaps the third one I don't know. Once we've walked the amount of the storm song, the third one may give us some other clue, and then we end up at the two pillars, as Melian suggests, the two-faced wraith Rath. being the two... Oh, oh yeah, wrath. Being the two pillars that are depicted in the drawing we found. It could be, but I, I feel like it's part of the clock, if nothing else, because here it says difference, but it wasn't difference, it was middle, and that distinction was important. So I feel like the difference between two numbers, or rather the middle of those two numbers. Mm. Time out. Uh, so, Cass, can you refresh my memory? Did we come down on the fact that they had misspelled Wrath, or is it intended to be Wraith? It is intended to be Wraith. Okay. And if you look, if, if you were to zoom in on the picture, you can see that the I is almost merged with the T. Yeah. No, no, I, so the, when I rewrote it, I have it as Rafe, but I heard uh, David correct Allie uh, Rafe, and I was like, wait, I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> or, <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, no. Th th that might be just, a, that, that also might be an in-character, like, 
something going on and why I'm not cool. jumping in to correct. Okay. I, I think the big confusion that we had earlier was um, we were originally reading it as March to the Brat Storm song, um, but it was the beat. It was the, the, mm-hmm. the big initial kerfuffle. Don't worry, I specifically made kerfuffles throughout this whole thing. No, I can tell. He says to excuse his <laughs> poor handwriting in pink. Just for us, I feel touched. You try writing and paint with a mouse. I, listen, I was <laughs> just horrible. saying, it sucks. Uh, but I'm I'm very impressed with your uh, purposeful mistake excuse. It's very good. It's, it's, it's talented. Um, For the record, if anybody corrects Quarry on their reading, they will absolutely believe almost anything that you say because they are <laughs> super not confident about their reading. So as far as Quarry's concerned, it now says Wrath and not Wraith. The other thing that that's niggling at my brain is that uh, we might need to set up a sundial here, but I'm not seeing anything that the format of the riddle doesn't seem to lend itself to that. No, and why would we want a, why, why would we want a sundial? Uh, if it's telling us a specific time, then maybe we need to wait till that time and then put down... No, 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 no. Makes more sense um, if it's just... So I looked it up, and Stormsong, the festival, would be on the 16th of... Hadjushet. Okay. So, what if it's as simple as start at the X, move 16 along, then retrace or go back a number indicated by the Hearth's Embrace, and then... If the Hearth's Embrace refers to Hearthfire, then it is simply the Holy Day in Hammerin. So perhaps we go forward 16... Well, no, that would make no sense, because retreating, retracing the Hearth's Embrace would be another 16. Unless it is meant to mislead, and we are intended to uh, return to that same spot. The misplaced trust us of the high king. Oh, perhaps yes. it is, you start at the X. What is 16 past that? Be, uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 would be the 2. So the middle between them would be the 12? Perhaps. Hmm. Let's dig a little bit deeper. What is the, the two-faced wraith? Or wrath. Or wrath. All right. Uh, I believe it is Wraith. Ah. This little eye there, you can see it's, it's tucked nearly next to the T. Oh, I, I see. Um, this could be, if all of this is a reference to the gods, this could be a reference to... Hang on. The green. The green, the green. The green man, yeah. Yes, uh, the green king. Wait. If we believe that all of this is in reference to the gods, then perhaps we are to start with Leone, the eleventh month, rather than X Ten. for the ex-wife of the. That would make much more sense. Hi. All referring to holy days and dates. Eleven then. So then, sixteen past that would be the three, and the between them would be the one. 
why mention the Green King if it's simply the difference between the two numbers? There's something more that we're missing here. Again, I, I thought we had established the two-faced draft to be the, the pillars which face each other at our destination. That's possible, yeah. If only knew we knew more of what they looked like. Melian shows Corey the little drawing that they have. They look something similar to this. It must be accurate enough for foolish bandits to be able to find a second time. Hmm, yes. They have some kind of markings on them. What is the name of the Green King? Is it Cain? Owen. Owen. Cain is his father. Let me pull something up real quick. Ish. Yoen would be the three. Yeah, I'm just looking at that, actually. Um... Perhaps we should use our in-world knowledge of the holy days and months. That seems absurd. Uh, imagine using in-world knowledge. I'm sure that Cass gave us this calendar exclusively because he was just very proud of it and came up with some excellent names. All right. Uh, if we if we ignore the 16, High, play, high King's misplaced trust begin is the 11. Hmm. For that is Liane, the month named for Liana. Then, march unto the beat of Stormsong would take us to the four. The four, Holy Days Festival. As it is the fourth month. Then, retrace the hearth's embrace would take us to five. And mark the middle of Two-Faced's wraith. Who is the... Uh, who is known as the bedeviler of Yoen? Cass, can I roll a religion check, or...? To see if Shari sure. knows anything? Uh, sure. Give me a religion check. That is a... 12. Your knowledge is mostly focused on soul. You do know a bit about the Green King, though. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, he is the husband of Hime, and he is... He is a god of duality. He has two forms, a mm-hmm. the king that rises in the spring, bringing growth, and then is filled with the fires and passions of summer, but that he decays as if poisoned in autumn, mm-hmm. until he dies and takes on the form of a wintry wraith oh. that brings cold and pain across the world. And Until... that wraith's name is the same. Gnosis? Ao, the yeah. same. It is just another face of him, his two so... faces. And then, in as the spring approaches, his wife Hime catches him, and he is planted and reborn anew from a yew tree. The hearth that... embrace. That all makes sense. Okay, so it's the equinox and the solstice. And the reason why it's not the difference, it is not the number of the solstice minus the number of the equinox, which would be nine. It is the middle of those two, which would be, no holy days or festivals, uh, Cain seven? Let me just double check to make sure I'm not going completely nuts there. Is the solstice not the sixth month? Uh, Unless we are speaking of the winter solstice. So there's uh, the, yeah, there's the two solstices. There's the one on the sixth and the one on the twelfth. So it's the middle of the two solstices, yeah? 
Except I. What if the whole thing's a math problem? Okay. Ooh. So you start <laughs> with high kings misplaced trust begin. That's eleven. We decided. March mm. onto the beat is add. So add the storm song, which is four, which takes us to fifteen. Then retrace the hearth's embrace. That's take out five because from the fifth month. That's ten. That's ten. So the then mark the middle to two faced wraith. Mark. Well, what's mark? Specifically, not difference. So it's not a subtraction, not division. Uh, mark would be. Unless March and Mark are close enough. That's that they're definitely two different words. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it's bandits. If you mark time, do you count it out? So maybe it is an addition. And the different words is. To throw you off? Because it's. But that just takes us. If we're marking the middle to Two Faced Wraith, if Two Faced Wraith is winter. Are the two uh, equinoxes and the two solstices? Perhaps it is the between the so two. So the winter equinoxes. solstice then, which would be twelve. Mm-hmm. So we'd end up at twenty-two, which is nonsense. Hi, Kings. This I searched again. It's eleven. Oh, I did the math wrong. No, eleven plus four is fifteen. Minus five is ten. Is ten. Mark the middle. What is? So the 10 is Morgan's respite. That's not terribly helpful to us. 11. Faileth, how are you feeling now? I keep thinking about her eyes. Whose eyes? The lady who brought my letter. The lady who brought... The letter that brought us together? Aye, that's the one. What... Was there something unusual about her eyes? They were the color of dust. Ah. Do you think the dust is good or bad? I don't know. Bad, maybe. Hmm. Melian. We've been reading this wrong. It isn't, and mark the difference of two-faced wraith. It's mark the difference to two-faced wraith. So the difference between ten and his wraith. Ah! So if it's twelve... So ten to twelve, which would be eleven. Which would be eleven, which would also explain why it was distinguished not the difference between them, but the middle of them. Which would lead it quite reasonably. did we start at eleven? We we did, in fact. So there is a riddle only in order to lead us to the same place we started? Not totally unreasonable. If, well, actually, if we were only able to guess half the riddle, and we knew that we started at 11, what are the chances that we'd end on 11? It's a clever way to make sure. Why would the bandits not just tell us 11? Well, they went through their... They went through a great deal of effort to put it in code, to make sure that no one could follow them unless they knew... Also, I am beginning to think this next fight may be more difficult than I initially considered. If the bandits have access to such magics as to make a uh, stumps, moss regrow immediately. The other bandits had mentioned the druid. It gave me pause. They seemed to hold him in some 
somewhere behind. Ah, so we must kill the druid first. Ah, thank you, friend Yovin. You have relieved my worries. No, Yovin sags. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I'm still not convinced that the druids have been kicked out of their home and only, from what we know, only one of them stays to help the bandits and his eyes glow blue like the eyes of the parents who were possessed. Ah. So, Paladin, you think we should kill the ones with blue eyes first? I um, feel like that will be very difficult to determine in the heat of battle. I agree with you. If we could take... Um, if we are able to find the objects, the Eltharian objects, we can break the power that they have over the druid and perhaps the druid will fight on our side and we will restore the balance to the forest. That seems very complicated. Killing him would be more prudent. That was not Quarry's noise in character. <laughs> <laughs> I think perhaps it is too early for us to make such decisions. When we are closer to the matter, perhaps we will have more information. Well, it is up to you, but I will voice that if you force me to look into their eyes, I may take more damage than I am perhaps comfortable with. Do you have a weakness for blue eyes? No, but I must get much closer to <laughs> kill them. Um, Marion, I don't think she was saying that we should kill everybody with blue eyes. I think she was suggesting that maybe the druid's been possessed or had their mind controlled somehow. Hmm. Yes, that is what I meant. Thank you, ah, so then it would be most prudent to kill all the druids, therefore none of them can be possessed. No, I think she's getting... I think that they're getting at that we um, should save the druids. But they have already been possessed. As had the parents. But, but if we can unpossess them... Yes, but the parents the were not casting foul evil. magics that might kill Thaleth. Well... They... I mean... Perhaps not, but they... Wait, were... Faleth, are the parents cost casting fell magics that will kill you? Um... I do not think so. <laughs> I have made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> However, we should kill the druids. I... Do not have enough information to be in agreement. You do However, not need any more information than that they are the tactically more dangerous foe. Yeah, I'm not the... suggesting that if we are attacked we should not um, respond in kind, but if we have an opportunity to save them, I think it would be best if we took that route. Indeed, but once battle has begun. Of course. We must do what we can to protect ourselves and those we are bound to protect. It's simply good to acknowledge opportunities so that we might recognize them when they arise. Indeed. Well spoken, friend Yovan. Certainly. Have you determined in which direction we should travel? 
We may have. It seems... unsatisfying. How so? Uh, the number that we end with is the number that we started with. Hmm. Well. Could uh, be a clever trick. It could be a miscalculation. I would suggest that we mark our trail so we can more easily find our way back, but I suspect that that would not be of any use. Eventually, we will have to simply trust our... Maybe not instincts, but... Assessment. Make a decision and follow it through. I do not believe I sufficiently understand the riddle. I will rely on your judgment. It, uh... Well... It's impossible to say for sure whether we're right or not until we find the twin stones, but the gist of it seems to be it's a, a simple bit of math tied to obscure references to dates on a calendar. Hmm. Well. Addition, subtraction, addition, and then finding the middle between the date found and the date provided. You're talking some real nonsense, Yulvin. No, Faleth, I believe it does make addition, sense. subtraction, what do those words even mean? That's rubbish. Faleth, do you remember the lesson I tried to teach you about apples? The one where you wouldn't let me eat them. Yeah, I didn't like that lesson. Well, that was the mathematics lesson. See, now you're using those weird words again. If we give her an apple, perhaps she will remember. <laughs> I am hungry. If I have three apples and you take two away, what do you get? Shanked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't take my apples, they're mine. I don't have any apples. Good night. Um, I do have some trail bacon. Perhaps I should light a fire and we should eat our breakfast. Yes, breakfast before we begin is probably most wise. Oh, I like breakfast. Uh, As do I. Have my favor. If we're going to be facing these bandits, I'd like to face them on a full stomach. Melian makes trail bacon. So are you guys going to uh, go back into your protected hide hideaway and light a small cook fire and make some trail bacon? We have the fire pit already set up. Seems reasonable. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Gives everybody time to second-guess themselves while they eat. Speak for yourself. I never even first-guessed myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you guys go back in, you uh, light a fire, pull out some of your rations, and pull together a nice and hearty but simple breakfast. After a short period of time, you're finished, back out, standing at the stump. 
you haven't heard any animals out here. Hmm. To be honest, you don't even hear any birds. <sighs> it's quiet. I don't like it, it's too quiet. Hmm. There's an interesting consideration. But then why draw the numbers on the stump? One thing I will note, they're not drawn like a sundial. They are drawn like a clock. They go the whole way around. Can... Before we, out of character, before we depart, can somebody write down the rationale for why we're headed this way and which way we're headed? So in case we come back to the stump, we know which line of reasoning was not the right one. Because we floated a bunch of different theories. And I, for one, don't trust myself to remember specifically how we arrived at this solution. We treated it as a math problem and just added and subtracted all the numbers. Okay. Do you want to write down which numbers those were? No, I have the calendar still in somewhere. So, what direction are you headed in? Uh, Uh, Which direction is the 12 (laughs) facing? I honestly have no idea. I did not decide which direction pointed north. (laughs) (laughs) This forest doesn't abide by those rules. I I thought that might be the case. Then we go the 11 direction. Thank you. Oh, what if this stump moves while we're gone, and then... Uh, Which direction do we go? Uh, We go towards the Twin Stones. Yes. (laughs) Oh, drats, they figured it out! (laughs) (laughs) We just go to the bandit camp. We can can just declare that, right? (laughs) So, you leave the clearing, heading off in the direction of the Eleven carved into the stump. Can I just say, I already regret our decision. No, Quarry's feeling confident because they're like, yes, yes, the between the middle, yeah. (laughs) There's like, it's the only one that feels right. And my friends are smart, so I'm confident we're headed in that direction. Yovan is clever, he's not smart. (laughs) That's a very important distinction. You didn't get into a life where he is by being smart. Um, Melian has an intelligence of eight. Oh, good. That math thing was like the, the most he knew. Buddies. So as you head out in this direction, the woods seem unusually normal. Hmm. You don't see that much decay. You don't see even some of the flora that you've seen before. Strange vines crawling that seem to cling and crawl across trees, as if choking them. This Wait, are you describing the, forest... the things we don't see? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just checking. As now, if... just to be clear, are we not seeing them because they're not there, or because <laughs> all the dangers are now invisible? Well, who knows? 
I mean, you do. That's why we're asking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Better hope this is the right direction. Oh boy, I was trying to take a sip of my drink. <laughs> oh. In fact, as you continue down this path, or blazing your own path, the trees begin to get a bit more spaced out. Seem to become almost a bit orderly. Until you come to a tree that's been knocked over, and a large scrape across the ground, pulling up dead leaves, brush, a scar. And not far from that, just on the other side, you see a satchel hanging from the branch of a tree. Ah. Gonna go ahead and mage hand that off the branch while being prepared to duck behind the log. Perhaps, um... A bandits? As you pull the satchel back, Nothing happens. Nothing's disturbed. No animals make any sound. No plants seem to reach out and grasp towards you. Weird and suspicious. <laughs> and you bring the satchel over to you. Very reassuring. It looks to be a leather over the shoulder satchel. No. Uh. Jovan will glance over at Faileth and Melian and over at Quarry and then put it down on the ground and open it up with the mage hand again. Or open it up, right? Yeah. You're going to look inside. Um, Melian will put himself probably, between Faileth and the satchel. Probably just going apparently. to take the top off, like um, the, whatever, or the flaps covering it with the mage hand. And if there's something immediately visible up, uh, inside, just have the mage hand dump it out upside down. He's pretty sure there's going to be spiders or something in there. He's. <laughs> <laughs> you can see tufts of various herbs sticking out of it. Hmm. Uh, and the thin spine of a green book. Yovin, oh. the apprentice, Trent. Yep. Ah. Oh, no. Oh, this doesn't bode well. Oh, if this is all that's left of him. You mentioned that the, the two hermit women you found in the woods said they could find people. Hmm. Did we? Yeah, that's how we found you. But they made us like promise to do a thing for them before they have. Also, our connection to them has vanished. Hmm. I think the connection's name was Johan or Sebastian. What are you talking about? 
Sep? No, that was the bandit's name. The old ladies gave the spark of light we followed a name. Oh. The... Well. Um... Yvonne will inspect the backpack, see if there's any marks of blood or anything torn into it. It looks a bit dirty, but it was hanging up on a branch. It doesn't look like anything's torn into it, and you don't see any specks of blood on it. He may actually be alright. It looks like the there's no violence done to any person who is wearing this. Trent! Hey, Trent! Can you hear us? Our master has sent us. Well, I suppose that would be too easy, wouldn't it? There's silence. Uh, I will do a survival check to see if I can find where the boy has led, where the lad has gone. Okay, so I rolled a nat 20. Mm. Okay. Which is nice. the wrongest time for me to do that. <laughs> Uh, so what, uh, what's it with the total bonus? No, it's twenty. I don't have oh. any bonus to survival. Wait, what? oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I think survival is an intelligence check. No, it's got to be. It's no, it's wisdom. wisdom. Yeah, I have a wisdom of twelve, ten. Oh, okay. So I don't have a bonus, and it's not a proficiency. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, so, looking around, uh, you sort of peruse around, and you do notice that there are some footsteps that seem some, like, a couple heavy sets of footsteps. And inside the actual, like, scar where it seems like a whole bunch of dirt has been thrown up, you can find a whole bunch of pairs of footsteps that almost look like there may have been a fight or a scuffle here. And then, as if someone, something or someone got dragged away. I but it's fear all for the... boot marks. Oh. I fear for the fate of our young friend, as it appears that he was dragged away by someone else wearing boots. Perhaps the bandits have him as well as Old Man Marsh. No, that's... Yovan uh, uh, has the is at least self-aware enough to be a little bit embarrassed, and that might be good news. <laughs> it would make finding the bandits much easier if we can simply follow their tracks instead of their notes. Hmm. That is an excellent point. I shall see if I can track them any further, but the tracks are several days old. Right. You did say several days, right, Cass? Yep. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and the tracks may not be... Reliable. That is the second time that you have referenced tracks being unreliable, Paladin. Is there something you wish to tell us? You remember when we left where we had fought the dire stag bear, and we retraced my steps. My steps should have led us from the location we started to the stump as I traveled directly there, and yet instead, somehow, we followed my old footsteps to the place that I became ensnared in when we were separated by the mist. And you are certain that you tracked the steps 
the whole way. I, I do not wish to question your skills, but no, that I, seems unlikely. I understand what you're saying, but I did not travel from the location of the dire stag bear to the swamp at any point. So my one set of footsteps from the dire stag bear location should have led us to the stump. Hmm. Did you enter the clearing when you first arrived at the stump? Uh, which clearing? The one the with the stump in it. Well, I started... Oh, I think I'm confused, Brian. I, so, my understanding of it was not that the tracks had changed, but that you'd gotten... Like, my recollection was Corey got confused at the end. So, essentially, what ended up happening is... Your tracks led... So imagine the, circle, the, the clearing around of the stump as a circle. Mm -hmm. Your tracks led to the edge of that circle, then away from that circle. And what had happened is when we got close, you got confused, and we veered off and followed the other track. So we... we I, don't th I, I don't think there was actually magic track changing. Mm. I think Quarry just failed a check. But, and I mean, the, that's the thing is... The, while we've seen some magical stuff, we haven't seen anything as earthbending as what I think Melian would think tracks on the ground actually changing would be. So he's mm. very suspicious of the track changing, because that'll change the complexion of this forest for him. Like, okay, there were magical ladies, sure. And there was a giant bad animal, sure. That was part plant, also sure. But the fact that somebody might be able to change the physical tracks on the ground, that's going to boggle his mind. <laughs> okay, that's fair. From Corey's perspective, like, somehow we were separated and moved apart by magical mist, and then the self-healing moss and bark thing makes it seem like the forest at least has the ability to cover our tracks. But see, we addressed that because we, uh, you guys told Melian that it was... Uh, druid magic, which is why he's immediately like, so we kill the druid then. Nah, that is a reasonable response. With that. <laughs> alright, alright. Fair enough. Uh, you may be correct, Melian. Perhaps there was... I made some error, but I don't think I did. Again, I do not mean to question you, so if you are certain, I will accept that. The thing is, I am not certain. I couldn't tell you with the degree of certainty that I would like to, that I am right. This forest is a strange place, and I fear that it is more malign than we originally thought, but perhaps I am wrong. Aside from the eerie clearing of repairing vegetation, I have yet to see anything inexplicable in the forest. I do not understand how one would train, change their tracks, though. Especially not while dragging a hapless. Uh, oh boy, what's the word? What what is he? Apprentice. Apprentice. Hmm. Well, perhaps the tracks will lead us where we wish to go. How much did the tracks veer away from the path they were originally walking? The direction they were originally walking. Are you guys immediately getting up and following off in the that direction on those tracks? Well, if it's like a straight 90-degree um, 
turn, then that's worth noting when we come back. Can Maybe I like, like a thirty degree turn? Is it is it within the realm of reason that we might turn a little? Like we may have been turning a little while we walked away from the eleven, and this might bring us back onto track. Or is it so so egregious that it no longer makes sense in the direction we were headed? It is not going in the direction you're headed. Uh, yeah, so in which case, Melian yeah. will say, well, if we wish to find the camp, should we not continue in the direction we were headed? Perhaps the bandits took him to a out camp of some sort. Or they are avoiding some known obstacle. Well, if we find bandits, then we find our way to the camp. And put this whole... We put this whole riddle behind us. Of course, that was what we were attempting to do with Seth, and that ended admittedly poorly. Hmm. Well, well, Jovan thinks he's going to make a mark in the ground, uh, just a rough arrow, so that if they decide to go off course and come back, he'll know the direction that they were going to be going. Okay. Are you going to go through the uh, satchel? Yeah, yeah, I'll rustle through it. Paladin, I trust your wisdom. As do Should I. Should we continue on the in the way we were headed, or shall we try tracking the more concrete bandit track? Well, I appreciate your asking for my input, but I, I still feel that I do not trust the tracks in the forest, and... I don't know, perhaps they were out on a patrol that may lead us a ways away from where we're headed, but on the other hand, if the tracks are legitimate, they may also help us avoid some pitfall that the bandits know of. But I don't I don't know, I don't... I'm not sure. The paladin raises an excellent point, friend Jovan. The apprehension of a apprentice would perhaps not warrant a return to home. It could be right. a patrol. You said that the tracks were some days old, yes? Indeed. And At least may... three, more likely five to seven. Hmm. Then even if we find him, he might be beyond help. Perhaps we remember the path that we take and should we find the camp? And we return here, and we are, by some miracle, unharmed, healthy, and feeling adventurous. We can go off to the lad, then. Or if we are lucky, the lad will end up in the bandit camp. After all, I... Um, I continue going through the satchel. Inside the satchel... You find the supplies that go into a herbalism kit, as well as additional supplies specifically for gathering herbs, such as leather gloves, various shears, a knife. And then you find a green book with a sheaf of parchment uh, sticking out of it. Crack open the book and take a look at the sheaf. 
the sheaf of parchment appears to be a list of herbs, a few which are crossed off, some which are not. Corey, you had a history of herbcraft. I remember you trying to teach me when I was young. Yes. You'll pass along the book um, and the list. The crossed ones are presumably what's in the satchel. Hmm. Quarry will uh, have sort of a poker face as they read through the list, hoping that nothing on it is too difficult for them to read on their own. Um, and try to do a comparison with what they see has already been collected. So what you see, there are three that are crossed off the list. Okay. Uh, one of them is a very standard you know that this goes in, is used to create healing potions. Okay. And then another one is uh, there's two entries on the list. One that is one that you know is very well known for making, for being used in antitoxins, and another that looks really darn similar to it, but causes horrible, terrible stomach problems. Okay. And both of them are also crossed off. Oh, so he was looking for both of those herbs, even though they look similar. It wasn't a mistake. Yeah. And then on the, written on the list, but not crossed off, are Sleep Knot, Rush Root, Firebrand's Friend, and Hime's Preservation. Firebrand's Friend. As well as one that you recognize as being usually confused with what you would make a healing potion with, but that will all make imbibers very sick. Hmm. Uh, and sorry, it was Hime's... I... Preservation. Preservation. And the thing that looks like the healing potion herb, but would make you sick, is not on the list. It is on the list as well. Okay. And that has been collected, or sorry, hasn't? So, only... Only the first three. Only the first three were crossed off. Okay. It does look like he was collecting the items on the list. He's found three of them and is still looking for four more. No, I don't expect he's looking particularly closely at the moment, but... Well, I will keep my eye out to see. Some of these sound very... Like, they would be useful to us. And if not, we could sell them. After you... Have you pulled the... uh, Like, are you just pulling the sheaf out of the book? Uh, I'll start with that, and then I'll kind of take a flip through the book to see what what's what it looks like it has a whole bunch of different drawings in it of various herbs and the title of the book is Dalmarin Yitharitan and the Darkling a guide to local flora in the shadow of the mount over the rise and fall of three empires contents by G. Alameritas, penned by Harold Alameritas. Would you like to send me that 
in the chat so that I don't make you repeat it 20 times. So, Paladin. Thank you. I think the verdict yes. now is not which track do we trust, since it's impossible to say, but can we afford the diversion of going after the lad, or should we stay true to going after Master Marsh? Well, I hate to say it, but if he's been taken by the bandits, either they've killed him or he's their prisoner, in which case perhaps we will find him if we find Old Man Marsh. But I'm concerned about Old Marsh's health. Hey. Well, it's a decision. As I recall, the ghost did say that he was dying. The ghost. Uh, I think that was the son. No. Yeah. Did not fail to speak to a ghost outside the house. Yeah, but it was her son that was dying, not Oman Marsh. Ah. Oh, I was upstairs with a fever. We, we um, if I recall, battled a, a particularly aggressive salad in order to retrieve some herbs. Oh, yes. I recall that. I simply thought that the old man was dying as well. Uh, well, presumably he's not feeling hale and healthy. Unless the bandits are better and more hospitable than uh, you'd expect. No. Um... Yovan will stand in and brush the dirt off his trousers. Alright. On we go. Are you going to continue heading in the same direction you were heading? I think that was the plan. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, if Yovan convinced uh, Quarry, then Melian uh, will absolutely go along. Uh, Quarry convinced Yovan, other way around. But yes. <laughs> Oh man, we're all just unintentionally leading one another. Well, this, that, it's more of a moral decision, and he mostly looks to Quarry for that sort of thing. <laughs> just like, um. So you continue. You go past this scar in the land, making sure to keep straight as you head out in the same direction that you started. And you continue walking, and it is quite some time before you come to anything else interesting. You come to what looks like the mouth of a cave, but there are not standing stones on either side. And the bandit, he did mention a cave, didn't he? Mm, I don't believe so. Perhaps the stones are inside. is possible. Perhaps we could look in a small ways. Coming to the edge of the cave, you note that the air is warmer. Humid coming out of this cavern. Perhaps there's some underground hot spring, but in that case, this does not seem like the right location. What do you think, Melian? Uh, 
I think a hot springs would be an excellent place to make a king. Think how comfortable it would be. Especially these bratty noble boys. Ah, true. Hmm. I'm hesitant to camp in this forest again so soon. And... But perhaps... But perhaps... It will depend really on whether the cave is big enough to hold a bandit camp. But we won't know until we look. No. I could throw a large stone. Have it rattle down the cave and see if we attract any attention. Seems a fair plan. I was hoping we would have an opportunity to be... to sneak up on them, but... does not seem that that's possible here. I will disguise myself as someone uh, inoffensive should there be a reaction and allow them to capture me. Ah. Interesting. Will you be able to take your weapons? Doubtful, but that is not important. I can always claim one of theirs should the need arise. I've seen the million in battle. He hardly needs his weapons once he... I guess it's pretty hair. Indeed. It is very pretty hair. Melian, um, will there be a signal for us to come in? Uh, that is a very good question. Would you like to establish some sort of signal? Uh, a simple one, actually. Um, and Yovan uh, will go into his bag and pull out um, a reel of fishing line. And hold on to one end. It should be quite inconspicuous. And wherever we hide away, we'll hold the other. And give us um, a quick tug if it's time for us to come in. And let it go slack if you're in danger. Excellent. Will they not search him? No. He simply has to let it go. And who would see a, a trailing end of a bit of fishing line in a dark cave? True. True. What's a thought? More for ears for alternatives. I was thinking perhaps a word that Melian could shout to let us know that we should come in, but perhaps that is not subtle enough. Helen, will this be a magic word? You mean a word that has power, or...? Like, please? Yes. I think perhaps not please, as that is a word that some scream when they are experiencing pain. It's a magic word, though. Well, how about now? Uh, I fear that perhaps we should pick something less common. That way, it, it, we shall not be confused. Bibbidi bobbidi boo! Perhaps <laughs> if you call for light. Demand that it's too dark in here. To... Well, I suppose Perhaps I you shall know the signal when you hear it. Hey. Doubtful. <laughs> well, if in doubt, Melian can shout all of our suggestions and then we'll know. <laughs> Quick, bring the bippity boppity boo light. <laughs> now! No. Please? <laughs> 
Maybe you could stub your toe and call out to a specific god. Uh, Hime, or... Or Skeletor. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like him. He's a great god. Oh. By Skeletor's achy left hip. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you got real silly there for a bit. <laughs> How dare you? Jokes I... in this are serious podcast. Yovan will, uh, will, will quietly um, tie a small loop in the end of the, the fishing line and pass it off to Melian, and then Excellent. investigate the bushes next to the cave to find somewhere where he can hide a, a paladin. <laughs> Around the cave, there are a couple trees, and there are some bushes uh, covered in an ivy-like plant that uh, seems to grow leaves clumped in groups of ten that vary from a bright green to a deep emerald growing in this heat given off by the cavern. Uh, Corey, you're the one with the, the book full of plants. Am I yes. going to regret touching this? Uh, an excellent question. Um, can I look at it and see if I recognize it by sight? Uh, sure, give me a knowledge nature check. Or a nature check. Ooh, that is a dirty 20. That is a rush root. <gasps> ooh, ooh, it's a rush root. Do I know how to harvest oh, Sorry, Kari does not say it like that. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a rush root. Should we is it rush to harvest faster? it? <laughs> it's, uh, this is one of the items that was on the list that... Uh, oh no, what was his name? Trent. Left in his satchel. Um, Cass, do I know how to harvest a rush root? Uh, so, you, the vines and leaves of the plant are not edible. Okay. And they'll, they'll cause non-fatal stomach contractions for those that ingest them. Hmm. But the roots, they can be pulped and steeped into a tea that fills the drinker with energy. Hmm. The... Adds a lightness almost to people's step. Oh. It's said that anyone that is racing is not allowed to drink it before because it is a mm. form of cheating. I see. Well, the the leaves and the, the vines, they are of no use to us unless we want to make someone feel ill, which if we could poison some bandits may not be such a bad idea. But the roots are valuable, and they can give the um, the ingester increased energy if they brew it into a tea and drink it. Uh, Jovan, I guess my eyebrows get deeper and deeper, and he looks actually upset. That's, uh, Something the matter. What? I knew Longtop was cheaping. Ah, bastard. Now. <clears throat> Somebody know from a long time ago, I think, cheated me out a bit of money with this stuff. Have you been given to running races, Yovan? Mm, not for a long time. But if we're going to a bandit camp, perhaps sometime soon. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, if we will be waiting by the entrance, perhaps I will see about harvesting some of this in case it comes in handy. Hmm. Wait, Yovan. 
Hi. Are you going to challenge the bandits to a ten-step foot race? I'm not taking anything off the plan quite yet. <laughs> I guess that's one way. Like, hey, if we beat you in a race, you have to give us back the old dude. Hmm. I expect if we're having any sort of race, it'll be the type where we're getting shot at, but, um... I mean, that's not really a race. That doesn't sound fair. Don't they play by the rules? I suppose we will find out. That's rude. You shouldn't shoot at someone when you're racing. That's an unfair advantage. Jovan's about to ask if that's an unfair advantage for the person they're racing against, or unfair motivation for the person being shot at, but he, he focuses instead on trying to hide the paladin. Coriel <laughs> uh, will get down into the bushes and start digging. Sounds like a plan. Right. Melian, are you going into the dark cave? Apparently. Uh, I don't know how I talked myself into being in the dark cave, but here we go. Uh, Melian says, uh, since I will not appear to be a half-elf, I will carry a torch for uh, simulacric to, to look natural. Oh, that's clever. Mm. I wouldn't have Most thought of wise. That. Most wise. Uh, Yovan will pass along a torch to him. Or a, a lantern if we have one. No, a lantern will make me look too rich. Mm. Torch is what I lead. <laughs> and Melian pulls out his own torch that he has in his bag. Well, most prepared for these disguises. I'm very impressed. Uh, thank you, Pelham. I appreciate your respect. Uh, now I will move. I, I throw the <laughs> Melian in an effort to make it not obvious that he is <laughs> changeling. Now, standing five foot eleven, throws the uh, like a cloak over his head that is clearly too big, and like hunches over, and then starts to hobble into the into the cave, uh, looking for all the world like a terrible, like it's a terrible disguise. But as he starts to hobble forward, he morphs into an old woman he saw in the city, so it <laughs> becomes more effective. <laughs> so, what does old woman Melian look like? Um, like I, I want to say, like it just—I mean, just a pretty harmless um, old woman. I've moved my. Um, shield, so that it's hanging off my arm like a basket. It do, like it, it's not, it won't, it won't uh, stand up to scrutiny. But from far, hopefully, uh, and he'll start. And she looks, you know, like probably five foot four, um, like hunched shoulders. Uh, I want to say she's wearing dark clothes, but of course she's not. She's wearing what her Melian was wearing with a terrible cloak wrapped around it. Um, but looks, you know, like inner 80s. I'm thinking like harmless grandma type vibe. And then the hitter starts whispering or not whispering, but um, sticking himself in her song and we're just hunting mushrooms. It's quite funny that you say that. <laughs> because as you go a little deeper into this cave, probably about 20 feet, the area in front of you opens up a little bit and then just comes into a small enclosed room in which you can see shelves and shelves of mushrooms that are growing. A small little mushroom grotto. 
Oh. Amongst them are various mushrooms of different kinds, and this is apparently where the heat is coming from. And as you're looking around, you stop. You see a large clump of mushrooms that support a delicate net-like cap that seems to wrap up around a single tall taper, almost reminiscent of a wick. And you have sudden flashes before your eyes. Melian, up north, you have seen these mushrooms. Houses, Mm. for your clan, usually had a, not a cellar, but like a false floor underneath the house, which would be filled with these mushrooms. You didn't know them as Firebrand's friend. You don't even know if they actually had a name. But these mushrooms give off a lot of heat. And if they are exposed to fire, are incendiary. Oh, good. And you just freeze. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, there, this, this room is pretty much the end of this cave, right? There's no exit? Yep. Other than the one I came through? There does not appear to be any other exit. Um, Paladin. Yes? The room is full of mushrooms. Indeed. And that is all. Ah, good. Well, then this is not the bandit camp. I am going to back out very slowly, but please move Faileth as far from the mouth of the cave as you can. Yes, uh, they're not Firebrand's friend, are they? Is Firebrand's friend a mushroom that catches fire at the merest spark? Yes, I I believe so. Then, yes, there are Firebrand's friends in here. Please do not speak any longer. I am going to try to back out slowly. Uh, Corey will kind of back, try to back Faileth up and keep themselves in front of her. Um, Yovan's going to just quietly like gesture at, at um, Faileth and like do a imitate finger, regular finger. Can you, can you put the fire out? Um, yes. I press to digitate out the fire. Oh, 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 God. What would be an in-character equivalent of a high-five for this region? <laughs> <laughs> low ten. Uh, you often just low tens uh, failures? <laughs> In his relief, uh, old lady Melian just walks out of the cave like, oh, that was that was uh, very close. Those were those I almost I saw my life flash before my eyes. Yeah. That's a new one, Melian. I haven't met Ex- her before. Experience seems to have aged you dramatically, Melian. <laughs> Your disguise is amazing. Melian looks Wait, down. You <laughs> then... I'm. <clears throat> Did I tell you about Where the time when from, we Melian? interrupted that guard? We spoke with a guard once. And... What? Hmm? I, I I'm didn't... just saying that I've I've seen uh, Melian uh, apply in incredible disguises in short times before. It's been uh, something I 
realize why I... Mushrooms in the cave, you said. Oh, yes. Cass, did I finish uh, gathering the rush root? Survival check. I ha- Does my herbalism kit help at all? Yes. Oh, you just uh, give me uh, your... Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Does that just mean that I add my proficiency? So if you're not proficient, if you're not proficient in survi- in survival, mm-hmm. I'm then not. then add your proficiency. Oh, okay. If you were proficient, I'd probably say take advantage. If oh, only sorry. I were proficient, because that rule is terrible. That is a five. So you're not done. Okay. It's just how long it's going to take you. Okay. Um, I'd also like to grab some of the leaves and vines just in case we do have an opportunity to poison the bandits. Uh, Yovan was a little bit surprised when the, the Paladin of Soul suggested poisoning the bandits, but I mean... <laughs> it, it'll only make them feel sick. It won't kill them. As a exceedingly pragmatic, which is no problems here. <laughs> um, yeah, so Corey... Unless anybody objects, Corey would like to take the time to harvest some of the rush root and then collect some of the firebrands. And as Corey is uh, collecting these things, they'll kind of float the idea. Do you think that it would be worth our while to take perhaps more firebrand mushrooms than we think we need in case we uh, would like to use them as a weapon? Well, when you say how they're flammable, how flammable are they? Uh, we, we have some oil for the lanterns left. I believe they are more of the explosive quality. Melian. Mm. Uh, yes. The reason that your life flashed before your eyes is because mm. you remember one time in which you and your brother, thinking that you were going to be cheeky, had uh, started a little bit of a fire off to one side. Not... At, not in any, not in your house, and not in any house in your village, but a, at a nearby village that you were visiting with your parents. Mm-hmm. The house was exploded. Outside. Mm-hmm. Uh. Just one spark. There was no house. No one died, though. But there was no house. Yeah, Melian is like they are. They are quite dangerous. Uh, explosively dangerous. Hmm. One spark. And they will ignite um, and, and can be quite potent. Well, in that case, um, it might be a little bit dangerous to carry them with us in any great quantity. Uh, hmm. Let me see what I have for containers. Um, okay, let me check out what's in the herbalism kit. So presumably we actually have the lanterns, which should... They wouldn't be quite airtight. Um, I have I had two flasks of oil which we could fully unload into the lanterns and would have the two flasks, so two pints of these mushrooms, which would be a mm. fair amount, and that would be well, glass and water t- uh, made of glass and water tight, maybe airtight. Um, um, yeah, that's. I have pouches and vials. Vials would probably be the better bit. How big are mushrooms? They vary in size. Mm, do I know um, about like how they have to be stored after harvesting? Is there any particular? They will crumble into a sporous powder. 
which can also ignite at the. He is correct. Oh, then we could. Um... If they are dried, they'll crumble into a. Into oh. a yeah, as they dry out. powder. Uh, but otherwise, think of them. They've got like. They, they don't even have a sort of like a, a stalk. They're just like. Think of like a little bulb that almost looks like two open hands that are coming up together and where the fingers are all meeting up at one spot and then mm -hmm. a tiny taper goes up from there like and a sort of bud kind of yeah and they're a little like uh, connecting vein like a mycorrhizal veins that mm -hmm. go across and making it sort of look like a net going around this tall wick and the just the whole structure is flammable so, could I put them into vials, or are they too big? Should I use the pouches? They probably are going... It would depend on the size of them. You need to go in and look. Uh, but some of them, at least some of the ones that Melian saw, are probably too big to fit into vials. Okay. I think At least until dried. Until they're dried, they may be difficult to transport, so I think the pouches will be our best bet. If you're confident, I'll trust your judgment. Just don't throw me into any fires. I will also note that you do have a satchel now. Is the satchel somewhat fireproof? It's a leather satchel. Is it like an oiled leather satchel? Yes. It is a properly treated leather satchel. Okay, I will, I think, put the book in my pack and then put some of the mushrooms into the pouches that I have and then put those pouches in the satchel so that they're kind of like, I don't know, packed and more protected, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. if, if, oh. <laughs> is that a thing I can do? Do they fit? How long does it take? well uh so it's going to take you probably at least another half an hour to finish uh harvesting the rush root the root in total you think you probably from this from pulling up these plants here uh probably have about nine doses okay of it or enough to brew nine cups of tea Okay, and I got some leaves and vines, too. Mm -hmm. Perfect. If uh, Corey directs us, are we able to help? Maybe oh, yeah. the time somewhat? Definitely. Okay. If you guys are all helping, you can definitely cut the time down considerably. Uh, at which point, then, Corey can head into the cave. Uh, but how are you going to handle light in the cave? Well, I can't see, but Melian can. So Corey will ask <laughs> Melian to help with the harvesting. Because I think Faileth can see as well, but Quarry's not quite as confident about asking Faileth, so... The Quarry... best part is that Quailith is the only one who can, so... Yep. Um, Melian, I confess I don't see well in the darkness. Perhaps you would be able to assist me with harvesting these. Uh, I will not approach those mushrooms. I had a bad experience as a child. Hmm. I understand. I... Hmm. Faileth, uh, are you able yeah? to produce magical light? Oh, sure. 
Would you be able to send one into the cave with us? Um, I can make one. I, uh, I think I can... Is it magical light or is it magical fire that creates light? Well, I can do sparks. Um, no, not sparks. No. I can, let me see. Can I... I guess minor illusion wouldn't include like a little ball of light, huh? The image can't create sound, light, smell, or any other sensory effect. Yeah, I didn't think so. Well, I can, yeah, I can do sparks. I can do, like, fireworks and things like that. I can do, like, I can light a torch. Hmm. need something that doesn't do fire. That couldn't ignite the mushrooms. Faileth, perhaps you would help the paladin harvest some mushrooms. Okay. Thank you, Faileth. If I uh, come and hold the satchel, and then I'll give Fela some instructions about how to pick them, and then you just put them in this in the uh, in the pouches, and then we'll put them in the satchel, and we'll be done. Would you like to read the uh, entry? On Ooh, them? what a great idea! I mean, Corey wouldn't actually. I don't think. <laughs> if Corey thinks they know how to do this, then they will because. They really don't do their whole reading thing. But if Jovan would be interested or somebody else would like to borrow the book, Corey would be more than happy to lend it. Would you have given it to Jovan when you're giving him instructions on how to harvest the uh, rush root? Oh yeah, in fact, uh, Corey would probably say, uh, Jovan, if, if you like, perhaps you'd like to carry the book. Oh, I'd be happy to browse through it. Um... Because Quarry's never going to read it, probably. We're planning on using uh, this this mushroom on the bandits, potentially, yes? Uh, yes, it would. Perhaps if you have a moment to see if there's a way that we could weaponize it without exploding ourselves. Jovan is about to bring up his track record um, when it comes to not having things explode. But... <laughs> decides against it and carefully and diplomatically takes the book um, and and reads through uh, any of the passages. Oh, honestly, he probably just browses through all the... skims through all the passages of all of the um, plants, both in the bag and the ones that we've collected. So you're not going to be able to read through the entire book, but you are able to leaf through it, and you can find that there's a page that's been dog-eared that... It uh, is concerning Firebrand's friend. It talks about how dangerous the mushroom or fungus is, and that it produces a considerable amount of heat, which is sometimes, for those in the north, uh, utilized to heat their homes and grows and heats sacred places. The lower portion of the Firebrand's friend is the source of its explosive reaction when uh, exposed to fire. Hence why most people, if they are going to use it, will light the wick at the top of it and throw it. Mm -hmm. 
pass that information along. That's uh, well. It seems the bottom end is slightly more explosive than the top. Um, the it also describes easy ways to harvest it. Mostly, just make sure that if you're cutting it with a knife, that you don't make any sparks, and that it's warm to the touch, but it isn't hot enough to burn you. Nor does it have any ad- adverse side effects. Unless you count exploding and burning you. One. If packed tightly into a small space with multiple of them, is it likely that the heat produces is enough to ignite them? Possibly. It doesn't talk about that. It actually doesn't talk about storage. Just harvesting. Hmm. It does say that they are often found in caves, uh, and that they generally do not grow out uh, in the... That it generally is grown, only grows sub- subterranean. Jovin feels that if it was possible that too many of them in too great a concentration would explode, I'd have mentioned it in the book. He uh, continues harvesting the rush root, maybe leafing through for tips on that as he does so. Okay. Uh, are you you're handing along this information? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's okay. reading aloud. Then Faileth can have advantage on her check. Well, very handy. So, for your guys' knowledge, uh, this book uh, will allow if you are using it to locate or to uh, identify or harvest uh, local f- flora in this region, the book uh, allows you to have advantage on the prescribed roll. So long as you are looking at the book or have looked at the book for that subject within the period, short period of time. But it's also mm-hmm. not something that you could use in combat. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. So, are Faileth and Quarry heading in? Mm-hmm. Sure. The cave isn't that I can that harvest deep. the explodey shroom. <laughs> this the is not a recipe for disaster at all. Yeah, it's been great. Quarry would be way more nervous if Melian hadn't suggested that Faileth help. <laughs> There's a certain amount of, like, first of all, he knows Faileth better, so, you know, maybe this is going to be fine, and... Another amount of like, well, if this isn't fine and I don't die, Melian can't really be mad because it was actually his idea. <laughs> don't even worry. I live for years and years on my own eating and harvesting questionable things, and it only almost killed me a couple of times. <laughs> that gives me a great deal of confidence, Faileth. I should. I'm still here. Got most of my toes. <laughs> Okay. Can't so you enter the cave. It's hot. Humid even. Water drips from the ceiling in places, and you can see lichens and molds and lots of mushrooms growing. Mushrooms of all shapes and sizes. But you can see the ones that Jovan described to you from the book and the picture he showed you. Can see a whole bunch of them. 
is probably about 15 good-sized ones. Alright, let's put these wee beasties in the thing. Excellent. I'll hold the pouch and you I'll cut them. I'll toss in the shrimps. What knife are you going to use for a cut? I have a lovely bone knife. Excellent. And then can you give me a survival check with advantage? Sure. Man, I wish I had delegated her stats bet when I knew her better, because I would hardcore change intelligence and wisdom. <laughs> it makes so much more sense for her to be good at survival and stuff than being smart. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, that's a four. Thank goodness for advantage. Uh, that is a sixteen. So it takes you some time, and probably after about 20 minutes of being really careful about cutting them, putting them in the pouches and into the satchel, you're done. At least the big, mature ones. The other ones, there are some smaller ones, but they don't look like they've fully formed. The network hasn't reached up to touch the, the uh, wick yet. So they're immature. We we got fifteen. Yep, you have fifteen. There you go. Excellent work, Faileth. When you exit the cave, these will be quite useful. Though I hope we don't need to use them on the bandits. It's nice to know that we have the option. Your whole group is now out in front of the cave. Uh, I will note that this. This sort of seems like a bit like a dead end. So, what are you guys going to do now? It mm -hmm. appears this is a dead end. Perhaps we should retrace our steps and follow the footsteps of the bandits that, or whoever took Trent, that Melian found. Hi. I have no objections there. Nor do I. Faileth? I'm bored. Let's go home. Alright, well, I imagine we'll find something a little bit exciting when we follow after poor Trent. Mm-hmm. But Faileth, then these bandits would continue to persist. They don't care about the bandits. They can bandit all they like. So as you talk about the nature of bandits and what they do, as you walk back, can I have a flat D20? No, that's a D2. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's one. I also got a 15. Uh. Two 15s? Okay. Let's... So as you, you eventually arrive back at the main... At, at the place where you found that the, the earth had been scarred and you'd found the satchel. Melian, can you give me a survival check for tracking these footprints? Fourteen. Okay. Uh, it probably takes you about an hour. You enter back into the clearing with the stump. Right? It's a sign! How... Let's go home! 
How is that possible? They didn't lead back to the stump before, did they? No, uh, it was... Presumably they were a patrol and they circled around until they reached the stump again. Hmm. I think this means our initial reasoning was faulty. I don't know if I looked that we can go home. Not until we find the correct way out of this clearing. I think we Besides, didn't the ghost of the old woman ask you to help her husband? No, not really. Oh, well. She's just worried about her son. Aye, that's reasonable. Our job to help the children will hopefully be easier with his assistance. Faelith, do you not recall that the old man owns a series of bakeries? Bakeries where they make pastries. Think of the reward a pastry owner would offer to be rescued from bandits. Yeah, I guess. I feel like we're wasting so much time. Slow going. Difficult. Difficult. All those kids are gonna get turned into meat or something by the time we get out of here. Oh, the ship has already left port by now. I hope the time doesn't pass that quickly. We have until the next new moon. Yovan turns his eyes to the sky. How close to the new moon are we? We're only a couple days past, aren't we? So you're in the middle of the new moon. The new moon lasts for four days, and it's the first four days of the month. And then each month is... uh, Is that 29 or 28 days? What did I do for the calendar? Each month is 29 days. Uh, Tell me again what month we're in. We are in the month Lyonnais. Oh. If you scroll down on the left-hand side in the calendar document, I have a tab that says current date that will take you to the day. Oh, Oh, well, isn't that convenient? And I keep moving that along every time you, every time I change the day. Mm-hmm. That's clean. Well, I suppose that brings us back to the riddle. Ah. Ugh, we already did that. Well, it seems we buggered it up somewhat. Uh, hmm. All right, someone read it to me. I'll figure it out. Perhaps mark the middle to Two-Faced's Wraith was the opposite, the other direction. So instead of 11, it is 6. No. Were we 10 to 12? Uh, 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 We'll pull out the scrap of paper for Faileth as well. Um, With High King's misplaced trust begin, march unto the beat of the storm's song. Then retrace Retrace the hearth's embrace and mark the middle to two faced wraith. So we go in one direction and we turn around and go back in a different one, and then we go right to the middle of those two places and walk to the thing. Aye. But we start with High King's misplaced trust. Who didn't he trust? Or I guess, who did he trust that he wasn't supposed to? Uh, it will be his wife, uh, Lillian. Uh, his ex-wife. Ex-wife. Leonay. Leonay. Liana. 
So five, we figure. The difference between um, ten and twelve, but in the the other direction. Okay, so we start by taking five steps. Yeah, it would be five. Would be the difference. Okay, I start. I turn in a direction and I take five steps. No, no, Faith. What's next? Uh, Faith, if we are counting steps, then you begin with ten steps. No, eleven steps. No, this, this steps cannot be it. It must be a direction. Didn't work last time. Uh, oh. Presumably because we misunderstood the riddle. I'll humor her. Um, so it will be eleven steps to start. Okay, I go back to the stump, uh, turn in a new direction, and take eleven steps. <laughs> uh, and then from there, uh, the, the beat of the storm song, which would be, let's see. Is it be... uh, two, two, four, four? Uh, four. That's in four, four. Okay. Well, storm song is the, the occurs in Haddam, which is the fourth month. Yeah, but what's the beat? Is it, it a 4-4 four, four, is it a 6-8? I don't think I've ever uh, watched that beat myself. 4-4 um... four, four is standard, but I don't know. Maybe he was a waltz man. Maybe he did a, you know, 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and, you know, whatever. Is there a particular dance that's uh, done at the Storm Song Festival, Cass? Give me a history check. Hey. Oh, uh, 22. There are quite a few different ones. There are a lot. I mean, Jovan starts listing them off. Well, there's the... The the two fro, and there's the, um... The storm waltz, and there's the, um... The other one with the, the twiddly finger bit. Um, are there any of these dances that I would know? So, the Iltharin, in the Iltharin calendar, the month of Hadashet is dedicated to Hadoom and includes the Storm Song Festival, a four-day period beneath the light of the full moon of Ptolemy, in which towns and cities fill with music and song dedicated to appease and placate Hadoom, and the storms he wrestles. So maybe the four days? No, it's the fourth month, I mean, it's the four, four days. regardless. That's definitely four. All right, so it's in four, four. Great. Anyone have a drum? Well, I have my shield. If somebody hits me on the back, it would be rather loud. I guess I could just play something in four, four. Hmm, that may be more subtle. And then it says to retrace the hearth's embrace, which we took to meant uh, the hearth fire, a holy day on the fifth month. Perhaps it has which more day? to do with the... Um, the, phase of the, the end of winter, with spring and the time that Hime embraces her husband and brings him back to himself or turns him into the kinder, pleasanter aspect. But what has that to do with the hearth? Hime no, is the goddess of the hearth. She's the one that acts as the pair to the two-faced wraith. She brings the sun back in the spring. Which would be the bounty. In which case, again, that is the same month. 
No, no. Um, in that case, so it, the fifth month will be the Hearthfire, but it is the fifth month that is named for Hime. But if it's the equinox, the first day of spring. it will be the third, the rebirth. But uh, I do not understand your reasoning. But please do not stop on my account. I think None of this makes any sense. The question is, is it about Hime herself and the number associated with her? Or is the significance her relation to her husband and a number that may be associated with the time that she is traditionally known to embrace him and change his aspect? Ugh, it's just like a priest to make everything about a woman all about her husband. <laughs> My gut tells me that it is five. And it would be, if it was for bandits, the simpler answer. Perhaps that's discriminatory against bandits. Um, <laughs> hmm. But we'll say five, Faileth. Do that number okay. what you will. Uh, I start playing a song on my bone flute in 4-4 four, four and walk into, walk away five more steps. And the final one, which is the one that I think led us astray last time and mark the middle to two-faced wraith which would be to our assumptions uh, two-faced wraith would be the gloaming solstice the turn of the new year but to mark the middle so how many more steps is that? I not sure not the difference but the middle meh this has re become rather more, much too complicated for my comprehension, unfortunately. I'll be honest, I'm just allowing Faileth here to throw her intuition to the wall and see what sticks. I was hoping that perhaps some new, well, whatever it is, it's a 1 in 12 chance of being correct. Paladin, do you know the story of the High King's Misplaced Trust? Do I, Cass? Give me a religion check. Oh, man. That is only a six. It's not really about souls, so... I mean, if it is simply a religion check, might I make one? Yes. A anyone can go ahead and make these. I'll toss my hat in the ring. you telling me my six didn't uh, pay off? I have or rolled a 15. Hmm? Which is actually a 16 minus one. And Yovan, what did you get? Oh, I, I didn't know if we were all like rolling or if I was just going to um, help. Um, yeah. um, 13 plus religion, religion, religion. Um, 19. It still baffles me that religion is an intelligence chest check, but that's fine. It's just a religious knowledge mm -hmm. in this case. So like your knowledge of the religious dogma of like the various currents that go in within the religion and the various prayers. So what you know about Cain, High King, and First amongst the Divine <laughs> is that His it, he is the as the High King he and his three and his two siblings Morgan, oh, Hadoom, 
the Lord of the Second, and Morgan, the Lord of the Third. They created the world. But Cain was lonely. And in that loneliness, their first creation was soul. The next that came, not a creation of theirs, was Liana. A woman so beautiful, garbed in starlight, that Cain fell in love. And the legends say that he wooed her and continued to woo her, and that she spurned his love. She did not want it. And his jealousy continued to grow. Until he eventually convinced her to marry him. Not a fan of this guy. Convinced her how? History in this case is written by the victor. She was just overwhelmed by his charm, Sasha. Uh She didn't see it at first, but it was undeniable. Uh Uh-huh. She had been blind, and he helped her to see how great he was. He was just such a nice guy. (laughs) And so Cain, first amongst the divine, married Liana. And she was proclaimed as his wife. To be the fifth of the divine. She was Lady Luck, the weaver of fate and fortunes, and the patron of motherhood. She gave birth to his son, Owen, who would become known as the Green King. But it is said that at some point in time, her name became synonymous with a curse, because she was reviled for a betrayal of Cain. It is said that she became corrupted by greed and lust, not satisfied with her own power, and that she conspired to aid Cain's brother, Hadoom, to steal Cain's power. Good for her. (laughs) (laughs) And this led to the banishment of Hadoom and the breaking of the Alabaster household. Cain and Liana... (laughs) Cain and Liana were no longer king and queen. And so, she slipped away, the hunted. So we definitely picked the right betrayer of the High King. Even though now I'm super squidged out about how that whole thing happened. Perhaps you guys should find someone who uh, actually follows Liana's religion. Maybe there's another version to this story. Even the bandits aren't going to be a great source for that, so they're probably big into the misogyny story. All right, so <laughs> definitely Liana. You might be super woke bandits. You don't know. <laughs> I feel like uh, I do know. Remember when they tried to shoot Faleth with their bows and arrows? <laughs> a misunderstanding. Faleth is running out of patience. Uh, so she goes, Hey, Mom, are you here? You don't get a response from your mom, but you actually sort of feel like there is 
Like, you can sort of feel that tether that there is between you and your mom, and she is really far away. Where are you off to, you sneaky ghost? Fine, I'll call a different one. Uh, she's gonna try to summon a ghost. Okay. Give me a performance check. Not to interrupt, but I'm still trying to write the story. Did you say which brother she conspired with? Hadoom. Oh, right, thank you. The lord of the storm. The lord of sea and storm. Eleven marches of the second of the divine. Okay. It's a 25. Okay. Uh, So you reach out and you start to get that deluge of spirits that begins to sort of begin to close in on you. But they're being kept at bay a bit by something here. Yeah, I'm not interested in your deluge, please. If one of you who knows about this stupid puzzle could please come out and give us a hand, <laughs> that would be great. The rest of you can F off for a bit, how about? Return to the house and You start to see that it almost the world looks a bit misty and hazy, and a scene almost begins to form. Before you, you see two spectral images two people arguing over the stump. Oh, good. Please give us two contradictory interpretations. You see one of them saying something along the lines of, it has to be the months. Of course it's the months. How else are we meant to find our way back to camp? Why wouldn't it be the months? The months is what everyone knows. And the other person is basically going, blasted holy numbers, why would the divine decide certain numbers are important to their religions, but not coincide their months with them? And then it fades away. Okay, it's not the months, it's the holy numbers. Oh. Oh. We tried the months and it wasn't right. Liliana was the fifth. Harun the third. What's his face? Is the first. The handsome brace. Oh, we don't know which number he may is. Alright, we might. Cass, do you know which number he may is? Ha ha ha! Of course I know! Ha <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna roll religion. <laughs> yeah, can, now that you guys ha- have been given this small piece, everyone roll me religion checks, please. 18. That was 16. so brazen. 19. <laughs> Wait, hang on, let me just ask God. <laughs> I mean, that's basically so, so, what I did. To be fair, it was very much like a, does my character know this thing? Um, like, <laughs> oh, I know. Just I mean, you say that it. now because it failed, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I got a 12 on that religion <sighs> check. Okay, so amongst your group, you're, you do remember that there aren't exactly 12 triadrian gods and goddesses. Uh, and they do all have holy numbers. Cain, 
as the first amongst the divine, his holy number is one. Hadum, the lord of sea and sky, his holy number is two. For the two points, one in the sky and one upon the earth where lightning strikes. Morgan, the lord of metal and stone, the commander of all forges and creation and the act of creation, his holy number is three. Soul, the light bringer, the holy number of soul is four. Liana, the fickle now known as the fickle queen, is her holy number is five. Owen, the son of Liana and Cain, his holy number is six. Hime, wife of Owen and daughter of Morgan, her holy number is seven. Adrestia, the Oathbinder, her holy number is eight. Talon, the Scourge of War, his holy number is nine. Alton, the Lord Judge, his holy number is ten. Gnosis, also known as the Gloaming Dreamer, has the holy number of eleven. And Ashen, the personification of death itself, their holy number is twelve. Sorry, what was nine? Uh, so nine was Talon. Ah. Holy Go numbers ahead. aren't a function of time, though. Why would they have a clock motif? It's just it's just a number of one to twelve, in a, in a circle uh, basing on direction. Mm-hmm. Uh. So we so, have right. four Let's different go. directions. Hey. Um, right, but if we use the same logic from before. Alright, so that would be five, two, uh, let me, let me take a look what no. was the, the again, um, yes. Hime, Hime was seven, five, two, seven, seven. and then, That's zero, oh, and six. So five thousand two hundred and seventy-six steps. Mark the difference between zero and six. That would be Three? three? The middle, not the difference. Yeah, the mid. Presumably three. Or perhaps Unless, again, we use the points on how? the. Perhaps we use the points on the clock. Still. Aye. So it is five. To seven. To twelve. And two faced wraith. Wait, hold on. Well, now we, we are again asking the question of who is the wraith that plagues Two-Face? Uh, we know that Yoen becomes the wraith, but that no longer... Does the wraith itself have a number? I suppose not. We've been thinking of this as a, as a line of numbers, but we are in fact facing a circle. What if we... We start with five, and then we draw a line across the stump itself to two. two. And then draw a line from there. It just so happens I have uh, what is functionally a paint program in my brain. Just <laughs> give me a moment. It already It's almost like it already has this, this clock on it. 
from five to two. All right. From two, and then two retraced to seven. And then from there, go to, what was the wording? And mark the middle to Wait, two face So the High King's misplaced trust begin, oh. Uh, Ewan is six, so two six. No, no, no. It, it is. It isn't two six. It's mark the middle of the two faced's wrath. So not, not the difference, but the middle. Uh, the middle between two, the wrath. Uh, that would be. Well, between seven and six is nothing. If the middle is Two-Faced's Wrath... The, the wording was specific, because you see they, they, they fixed it there, they adjusted it, they... Uh, perhaps it's a false lead, don't mind me. Wait, mark the middle would perhaps... I will, sh I will draw in the dirt what I think I have seen. Let me in tab my, over to the In dirt. the paint program. <laughs> In my brain. <laughs> Let me simply uh, close this window in my mind so that I might focus better on the shared... As we chat about this, <laughs> I will show you. That looks very promising. That looks remarkably like an arrow. Because the, the six is struck through, or through the middle. Um, that is true. Yes. Hey, I think I think I'm feeling confident enough for another stroll. I don't even care. Let's just go. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm literally practically dead. I'm so bored. This is poison to my body and my soul. I don't like numbers. But but look, we have drawn an arrow upon this. Circle. I don't care. Let's just walk in that wheel wherever we're going, please. But hold, if we do a handstand on the six here. No! Why? <laughs> if I twill my ankle just so, I like the beat to the high king, yes. Just need to pedal my feet and. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh must not me. torture faileth too much. <laughs> Let us go in the direction that Melian has indicated. Aye, it's a good error. Let us follow. Hours. Let's go. <laughs> so, what number is that pointing at? The two. It was kind of pointing. I, I wouldn't say it's pointing at the two. It's pointing somewhat toward the one from the two. Like, yeah. into the space between. Well, it might be that the, the representation, the drawing of the stump isn't quite accurate to the... Like, if we pop Fair. up a proper clock. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I could try this on a clock... I could try it on a clock space. Give me a sec. I, I don't care. Let's <laughs> just go. <laughs> I kind of did. Uh... I think the two seems right. Yeah, the two seems right. Yep. Let's go by the bloody 9,000. Let's just go. So do you guys set out in the direction of the two? I uh, do. I don't care if anyone yeah. follows me. Yeah. Corey does. Right. Okay. Unless anybody objects. 
I don't care, I'm going! An argument could be made for the five, since you have the, like, from the center out to the... <laughs> Bye, I'm going on the two, I'll see you all later! You set out into the Darkling Forest, continuing your march in this direction, being careful to continuously check back, making sure that you appear to be going in the correct way, if you have to dodge around trees or such, until you eventually come to what looks like the ruins of a building. Ooh. Oh, is this one of the is this one of the The oh, shrine? Look, is this one of the shrines we're supposed to fix? I don't know. This building appears to be quite decrepit, overgrown, but made of stone, in an architectural style that you are not familiar with. A large tree grows up, you can see through the roof. And the way that vines cling to this building would almost all but camouflage it. One wonders what you can see from the tower above. Hmm. But I think that's where we'll leave tonight's session. No! <laughs> Is it the right place or not? Thank you for listening to Roll With Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please rate us on Apple Podcast and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems. Thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes. Go to zapsplat.com, Arcane Anthems, and Purple Planet Music. Full credits are in the episode description. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Bye! Well, if, if Hearths Embrace is Hearthfire, that's the holy day that comes up in Emerin. Sorry, you know what I should be doing? <clears throat> if Hearthfire <laughs> refers to uh, if health... Blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's try this one more time. I got this, I promise. If magic of editing, we're good. I haven't got up to editing that far. I was gonna say, if, if Cass edits far enough, then yeah. After ten sessions lost in the forest, we can probably re-listen. Thoroughly amused that you can actually see as we have this calendar box. Just you can actually see who is also looking at the calendar. So there's all three of us, Cass, David, and I, just scrolling around this document. <laughs> I was I reopened it to check everything. That you were <laughs> That's saying. what I figured. <laughs> so which is why I think this is which is why I no longer think this is the answer. Uh, however, um, that's fine. At the end of this session, maybe, I am really curious to hear from Cass whether he has been listening to us with frustration and horror or amusement. <laughs> or just, like, totally mind-blown by how brilliant we are, maybe. I will be very happy to tell you guys at the end <laughs> okay. how I've been listening at the session. <laughs> <laughs>
Actually, I should probably say I will be very happy to tell you guys after. When we get to the when two you, rocks? When you get to the two rocks. I have been muted all this time, and I've been like, guys, I tuned in late. Like, what are we talking about? I don't understand. And you guys just keep talking. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I mean, I know it's kind of obnoxious to come in partway through the conversation and want to be caught up to speed. I guess you don't have to. I'm sorry, did you bring not cool Allie to this party? Because <laughs> shouldn't that have been obnoxious? <laughs> yeah, clearly. Whoops. Oh, I'll be the obnoxious one. What were you guys talking about? Thank you, David. <laughs> oh like, man, you're so obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We've invented two words already, and we're only on session 15. We'll have a whole lexicon by the end of it. Yes, frivolous and obnox. Wait, what frivolous was on purpose? What was it? Mm-hmm. I mean. Is it an issue that it's on purpose? No, I was going to correct. I was going to correct you. Oh. Yes, I said that on purpose. Yeah. Sorry, it's like when people tell me they're being mischievous. I'm like, do you mean mischievous? Mischievous is absolutely a correct pronunciation. Okay, spell that word for me and tell me where you're getting the E after the V. Well, you see, if you spell it responsibly... But if you spell with a little bit of mischief, mischief, <laughs> you can sneak an E in there when no one's looking. <laughs> this has been Spelling with Roll with Adventure. Uh, I'm sorry, Sash, I didn't mean to snap. Alright, so we're heading in very probably the wrong direction. What are you talking I'm, about? I am confident that we absolutely came up with the right answer. You know, uh, a stopped clock is right twice a day. <laughs> we have a 1 in 12 chance of being right here. Okay. <laughs> no, that's, honestly, that's a better chance than most of the decisions I've made in my life, so... <laughs> my intelligence is 8, so, like, I don't really think that... Also, I don't know that it matters enough. Like, it seems your primary concern. strange, but there's so many other things going on. I mean, we all got our things going on. Uh, we, we got, like, no one's really asked. I think we've all sort of picked up at the point that Cory could probably um, dive into a mud puddle and walk out shining. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, a little bit of magic. I've got my, like, invisible hands just, like, constantly moving stuff around, but it's, you know, it's, it's the open thing. And, yeah. uh, Melian, I mean, turning into a cat is probably more dramatic than turning into a little lady, so. Yeah, we've got a knack <laughs> for disguises, so what? Faileth, I, I can't think of anything strange about Faileth. No, he's a... No, there's absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty normal. <laughs> pretty mundane. Just a band of 